When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 2, Episode 18, Chapter Titled By Hook or By Crook The Tanya Bear Story You have such a hard time being married, don't no, you? No, we'll just do. have a hard time saying things that haven't 100% taken effect yet I mean, it's an effect You also 100% were married uh, a few 100 days, years ago. A few days I've ago when for, you called me your fiance, Tanya. I've been married for 15 years and you didn't even know it. Am I a sister wife? Who's my sister wife? Don't answer that question. I don't <laughs> want to know her. <laughs> the gears were spinning in my head and it probably would have been a bad thing for me to say words. Yes. Um. So we watched Boy Meets World season two, episode 18. Right? Yeah. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. You are so far from the microphone. I'm the girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's spite for you, right? So are you ready to talk about the episode? Sure. Okay. Unless you want to talk about anything else. No, we got nothing. We got nothing. We got married two weeks ago. We can't keep talking about it. No, for sure, no. So, nobody wants to hear about it anyway. Nobody. Nothing else has happened. We've worked, made dinner, and gone to bed yeah we've made so much dinner it's all i've done is made dinner and we've watched a bunch of craig of the creek (gasps) btw class i would just like to inform you guys that one if you're not watching cartoon network at all like you are missing out on a whole wonderful life like cartoon network is killing it right now they have so many good cartoons but i i would just like to point out that we can now watch Cartoon Network work. We could not before, but now we have it. And our kids could not care less. But we are very excited. Steven Universe. Steven Universe In- makes me cry like every single episode. Infinity Train. Infinity Train seems to be like super deep and introspective. And confusing. Yeah. Craig of the Creek. Is the most wonderful, wonderful show I have watched in so long. It's like Recess and Phineas and Ferb like had a sweet little baby. It is a sweet little baby. And like the the some of the kids are clearly voiced by children and they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um the the I, I was talking to Tanya about it last night. It's really cool that the show seems to do things that a lot of shows don't do, and I didn't even realize. But, like, understated things. Right. Like, he goes to pick up his friend, and she's just in a townhouse. And that's just a normal thing, right? Like, that shouldn't be a weird thing. But that when I saw the townhouse, I realized I can't think of another cartoon where the characters lived in a townhouse other than Hey Arnold, where they were in New York City. Right. And it's a very different townhouse. Right. Like, they were clearly in, like, a suburban townhouse. Right. Where most families live. Yeah. And and they all live in sort of like different houses and have like different like um, like it's obvious that they all have different ways of living, but it's like an understated thing. It's just like, oh, well, yeah, my friend, this friend, like they don't point anything out. It's just 
they are all like cohabitating these woods together and they have like a whole like cafe set up and stuff like it's just it's so good I want to be in Craig of the Creek I want to be in that world so bad you would be very out of place surrounded by a hundred children I could be drawn as a child oh you want to just watch your child self in that cartoon no i want somebody to import me into the world as a cartoon we watched boy meets world <laughs> season two episode 18 very much not a cartoon but what if it was it'd no. be pretty good one day we'll discuss that. Today okay. is not that day. We can do a whole episode about Boy Meets World as a cartoon. That well, would be a great... We also could have done a whole episode about Boy Meets World as a comic book, but you always say, today's not that day. Because... Is it ever going to be that day, Alden? Why it, are you the keeper of the days? In between seasons, we're going to throw some shit at the walls. And see if it sticks? Yeah. I don't... Can we throw something other than shit, please? No, I'm. You can throw whatever you want. You're throwing shit. I'm throwing shit. I've That's made that gross. decision. That's my life decision. And but after I do that, we're gonna do a podcast. In a room with shit walls. That's not important. What's not? What is important is that I'm living my bliss. No, not that bliss. Because this is our home, and I don't want to have to clean shit walls. Class, I'm not being allowed to live my bliss. I've been he married. doesn't. He doesn't really want to do this class. I, I've been married for two weeks, and she just said class. That's true. Anyone who has like issues with sound, that's gonna come through pretty gross in yeah. their ears. Real sorry on the anti ASMR people. That was bad ASMR. So anyway, season two, episode eighteen. By hooker, by crook. By hooker, by crook. By hooker. <laughs> <laughs> hooker. I never. Okay. So anyway. Uh huh. Blurb me up. Okay. Season two, episode 18, by hook or by crook. Corey goes fishing. <laughs> Corey goes fishing and runs into a band of bank robbers. It's a race against time to bring these crooks to justice and bring home some trout on his hook. I'm going to die. Anyway, uh, it was written by David Trainer and nope. It was directed by David Trainer. That's dumb. And it was written by Jeff Minnell. So Wow, it's been a while, right? I don't remember. I think it's been a while since we had a Minnell show. It, I don't know. These oh, ep- that makes sense, too. By the way, season two, episode 18, uh, originally aired February 17th, 1995. I, I, you know how I say that every episode. I always Sometimes. write it. I always write it. Never say it. Um, so anyway, uh, we watched this episode and we want to discuss it with you. Yeah, we've got a few things to discuss about it. There's three plots. There are three plots. So a few, uh a few plots. And Uh we're going to discuss all three plots with you today (laughs) on the show. So what we do on this show is we take our, take our viewing and experience we write it down sort of haphazardly. And then haphazardly? We, yeah. And Half, then, haphazardly? Haphazardly. Half, I think it's haphazard. Ha, haphazard. I don't know. That's, that feels weird on my mouth. Hmm. Um, you might be right. You were right about Robin Leach. You I don't might know. be right about haphazardly too. I don't know. All I know is you're picking me apart. So this episode starts in... Tanya, classroom or not? 
not. It starts in the kitchen. Yeah, it does. Starts in the kitchen with Jason and Eric. And they are planning their trip to Europe, which um, a week ago, Eric didn't have a job and couldn't take his girlfriends on dates. That's true. Now he's going to Europe. You don't need much. They're planning for $5 beaches. Nude beaches. Yeah, but what about getting there? They don't Getting know. there is the part that's expensive. You know what? I'm willing to bet they haven't considered that. <laughs> yeah, but like their parents are just totally like gung-ho over this. Like, yeah, you're going to Europe if you get your grades up. Yeah, because you're not going to be a dumb kid in Europe. You got to be a smart kid to go to Europe. You need to have at least a B average. It's just an incentive. I get it. I have this pen in my hand and I just keep clicking it and I'm going to have to get rid of it. I usually do that and then you stare at me until I drop the pen on the floor. I was staring at myself just now. You'll drop the but pen on the floor. It's kind of like drop a, the pen. Hold on. Don't click it again. Remember ASMR? No, that's... <laughs> drop the pen. <laughs> Anyway, so Eric and Jason. Yes. They have to bring their grades up. Yes, we said that. Um, And Eric's very concerned about it, but I guess he sort of has a plan. And now we're going to go to the classroom. Yes. We are going to the classroom. It's English class. It is English class. English. English class. And... Uh, Sean and Topanga are talking. Yeah, Topanga, because Jeff Manel wrote this episode. Topanga's back! I wrote Topanga in huge letters. How many episodes has it been since we've seen Topanga? Like five? Maybe six? I don't know. That thunder was ridiculous. I guess it was eight. (laughs) (laughs) God was weighing in on that one. Um, I don't know. It's almost like we do a podcast and we could have paid attention and known how many episodes it's been. Okay. So anyway, she hasn't been here for a thousand years. And now all of a sudden she's just like in class and she's like, Sean, where's Corey? And Corey's like. Corey says. What? Sean's like, "Uh, Corey's sick right now. She's like, oh no, how sick? And he's like, sick enough that he's missing. um... What? Go ahead. (laughs) He's so sick, he's missing film strip day and sex ed. And she goes, oh, that is bad. Yeah. And then in comes Mr. Turner. And he's... He's super bummed out because he's guess just what like, he did? He's frustrated. Like, you can see him like he is out of it, out of sorts, they say. And he pulls out laundry detergent? A bottle. It looked like a bottle of laundry detergent. No, a bottle. A baby oh. bottle. It was for uh, the bi- the baby. The baby. <laughs> the baby. We are not. We are not. It's way too late to record a podcast. Phonetically uh, We gifted. are phonetically challenged today. We are ch- challenged. We're not phonetically right. gifted. Um, phonetically. So I didn't write this down because I just realized it. Yes. Back. In, like, the second episode of the season, which was, I think, six years ago. You said. I said. That he doesn't have a bike. And that he would ride the bus. And that we were going to find out at, like, the end of the season that he just rides the bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he rode the bus. And he he opens up his briefcase and there's a bottle. And he's like, oh, like... Because someone accidentally grabbed his briefcase and he grabbed their briefcase and it was the old switcheroo. Mm-hmm. But he was riding the bus, guys. He was riding the bus and T- Topanga was like, what? You rode the bus? Why? And sh- he says that he tells a whole story about how his bike got run over and then backed over and then run over again. 
um, and it's ruined. And she's like, oh, but you love that bike. No shit. The Way banga. too poor, like so much salt <laughs> in the wound. And she just laid a salt brick on his arm. And she says, how are you going to get it? Or are you going to get it fixed? And he says, yeah, on my teacher's salary, I'll get it fixed. And then I'll maybe I'll have some money left over for some licorice. Why licorice? Ew. Stop being so judgy. And Sean says, Mr. Turner, I have two words for you. Uncle Mike's. And everyone just like pauses and looks at him and he goes, I'm going to need more words. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sean was very funny this episode. I I liked his funniness a lot. Yes, he was very funny. Anyway, so now we're going to... Well, he explains that Uncle Mike... Uncle Mike owns a... Oh, yeah, a repair shop. A repair shop. shop. It's his uncle. He goes up to Mr. Turner and gives him a um, a business card. And damn it, I wish I wrote this down. Cause mis- it was like Vinny's bail bonds and... Prosthetics. And prosthetics. We'll get you up back on your feet one way or another. And he was in... Like, obviously, it was the wrong card. So right. So he gives him the right card. Right. So now where do we go? We go to history class we with Mr. To- Feeney. And Eric Matthews. Yes. So in case you guys didn't know, this is the A plot. I did not realize it at this point. At the point that I realized it, I will tell you. Okay. (laughs) Because we're Um, still pretty early. So like the fact that we haven't seen Corey isn't hitting me yet. Yeah, but we've seen... This is now our second Eric scene. Yeah. So anyway, so we're in history class Eric's at the back, listening, whatever, and then class is dismissed. Class dismissed. (laughs) Don't don't say that. They'll stop listening. So, class is not dismissed for us. It is only dismissed for Eric and Jason, who have a plan to go talk to Mr. Feeney about getting their grades up. So, they're like, oh, hey, Mr. Feeney, like... You think you could turn this grade into a higher grade? And he's like, you think you you could actually... They said, um, if you if you just give us a B on the next test, we'll be we'll be we'd be hooked. We'd be um, inspired to study more and we'd never want to get less than a B. And Mr. Feeney says, oh, and why don't we give elephants pants and then they'll be inspired to get coats. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think it was weird. I thought that was a great analogy. I thought it was funny and very weird. Yeah. So. Obviously, Mr. Feeney's just like, um, no, like, how about you study, like, and get the grades yourself? They're like, we just, we can't, like, and we have to go to Europe. And he's like, might I suggest a tutor? And they're like, what? No. Okay, let's get tutors. (laughs) Um, Well, Jason says, yeah, let's do it. Because then we go out to the hallway and uh, Eric is like, why would you get a tutor? Like, why would you agree to that? Now we're going to be stuck with some four-eyed, greasy nerd that doesn't even know, and then, like, in walks Tori. Tori Hart. Tori Hart. She's adorable. She's very pretty. She is very pretty. This episode really bothered me with the whole, like, looks and smarts thing. Because, one, like, I would like to operate under the assumption that everybody is beautiful in their own way, and, like... This thunder is nuts, and whatever's coming through on the microphone is the worst ASMR experience in ever. And I'm sorry. They might not hear it at all. Nah, they hear it. You think so? Yeah. At least a little. 
If not, hold on. It's like this. Don't do that. I'm serious. <laughs> People have like they have like it's it's a real thing. Like they can't hold, handle sounds like that. Heads up, if anybody has ASMR issues. It's not ASMR issues. There's an actual sound like the way that I can't look at like tiny circles without feeling like I get throwing that. up. No, I'm 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 aware, but I'm also aware that 30 episodes in they have turned our show off a long time ago because our sound experience is is sometimes not good. <laughs> I'd like to make this accessible to everybody. I would love to as well, but we're going to have to get more <laughs> microphones, a new setup, a table, and stop recording on our bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I get it that like everyone is superficial and for some reason that people think that like pretty people can't be smart too but that's like ridiculous on the level that they are saying like the level of you cannot be attractive and be smart at the same time I, they said it like who, the, eric and even mr feeney you're missing the point on that my dear i can't wait till we get to that no no i get the point on all of it mm-hmm. and and once we get to that point like i'll talk about it but it is very very strongly spoken to that the perception is that pretty people cannot be smart the yeah. perception is that pretty people cannot be smart right which is to me just like insane and maybe it's just my limited experience but like one Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, like, that would be like saying that every person thinks that the same kind of people are pretty. Um, there are people who are always considered the pretty people in school, and those people are assumed to be dumb. Like, that's how it worked in school. Um, that's how it works in, like, TV. Like, when there's really pretty people on the sh- on these TV shows, people automatically assume that they're just dumb. You know, people assume that Johnny Depp is an idiot. People assume I mean, that... Johnny Depp is an idiot. But that's not my point. But people assume that just by looking, oh, he's beautiful and, you know, whatever. They assume that Brad Pitt and, um, um... Uh, and pretty women too I can't, i'm only naming pretty dudes that's because you only think dudes are pretty i no i just don't want you to feel threatened i don't i don't know that i ever like i do think that there's a misconception about like nerdiness and people who are attractive like for a long time there's a stigma that like if you were nerdy it was because you were an introverted person and you felt unattractive mm-hmm. but when it comes to intelligence that kind of blows my mind because like liking nerdy things is a thing that you can sort of like tweak and change and whatever and give off a different persona but like intelligence is a completely different aspect that I don't I don't understand how like some of the Danica McKellar she's super 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 smart like incredibly smart and she's very pretty but I never would have been like wow she's really smart and pretty like what I think lots and lots of people would and I okay so I do think in all seriousness that's way different now than it was in 1995 I think in 1995 that was more of an assumption I mean you had Christina Applegate on 
on Married with Children, and I know that's a dumb, over-the-top show, but she was the personification of this, where people just thought, like, she's the hot girl. She's so dumb. Um, and I think that's way better now because nerdy things are a lot cooler now than they mm-hmm. used to be. So it's normal for a uh, a cool person to like these really super nerdy things. But that's what I'm saying. It, it, nerdy things and intelligent things are not the same. No, you can say that, but I think a lot of people don't agree with you. I agree that it's dumb. I'm not defending right, it. Right, right. I'm just, I just like why am I having I I, I know, know that it's a trope and maybe because I hold Boy Meets World to like a different standard because of the fact that they handle things so differently. I was sort of like, wait, it's no. a trope on this too. Sure, it's a trope, but, but it's real. But it's it's a real thing. Like they're not just making it a trope. It's a real thing. But the way it's handled throughout the course of this episode, by the end of it, mm-hmm. I was in I was inspired by. Like it was very good. Okay, but like. I, we can't just jump to the end now. Right. But like Topanga is gorgeous. She's a very pretty girl and she is smart, but they don't they don't assume that she's not smart because she's really pretty. She's but, helped them with homework and stuff since season one. But look how it happened in season one. She was the creepy weirdo with the frizzy hair and didn't take care of herself. It wasn't frizzy. It was crimped. I don't care. And it was assumed that she. What do you... She didn't take care of herself. It didn't. They gave off the impression that she didn't, for sure, and she didn't care about things and and whatever. Okay. They did, and then after that, in this season, she's more put together and trying to be prettier. Mm-hmm. She's giving off that vibe. Right. And now she's not being used in any way, shape, or form as the smart girl. That's not true. yet. That's true. I don't know. I think. Maybe you have more experience yes. in the real world than yes. I did, especially at that age. And the the people that I was friends with, it didn't like it. I never thought of any of them as like not pretty. And I never thought of any of them as like, oh, but she's really like she's really pretty. So she must not be smart. It was very normal in school to be like, oh, you know, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to get good grades. Look how hot he is, you know, or Is that whatever. what they said about you? No, because <laughs> I wasn't. Um, but there were, you know, a couple guys in school where it, that was, the, you know, they could just be like, hey, I'm dumb, you know, whatever. But it's like everyone kind of went, it doesn't matter. He's attractive. And there were girls the same way that were just like, she doesn't have to study or get good grades. She's super pretty. Hmm. And I, I was in a small school, like in a in a large public high school that would be even worse okay especially in a time where being attractive meant popularity it it's not the same now that it used to be right but it it's it definitely was a thing in real life but we've been talking about it for 45 minutes now (laughs) we can talk about whatever we want it's our podcast i know i'm I'm glad (laughs) i picked your brain about this because i wasn't sure what was happening okay so anyway tori comes in Eric was surprised, and he's like, I can't wait to have this tutor, whatever. So now we go to the bedroom, and for the first time this episode, we see... We don't... Let's not get it mixed up with... Okay. Fred Savage in bed sick. It was Ben Savage in bed sick. 
it very much looked like the Princess Bride, where Ben Savage's brother is in bed sick, and Columbo comes in to read him the Princess Bride. It looks almost exactly like that when he's laying in bed sick. It was like really weird. For a second, I was like, the Princess Bride? Oh, wait, no. This is Boy Meets World. And then Topanga comes in. Just waltzes into this boy's room. Now tell me more about the Princess Bride. Oh, you want me to talk about the Princess Bride? I can talk to you about the Princess Bride. No. I love the Princess Bride. Good. I'm glad for you. So Topanga does what then? She comes in. She's got a stack of books. She's like, here's your science homework. Here's your history homework. Here's your English homework. And here's shop class. And like puts a two by four like down on top. And he's like, what is this for? And she's like, homework. And he's like, finished. And she was like, you're supposed to make something. He's like, I did. It's a shelf. Yes. And that was the end of the episode for me. That was good. It was so good. Um. Okay. So there is still more episode, though, and I will talk about it. So Corey, now we find out, has mono. And she's like, oh, the kissing the kissing sickness. Corey Matthews, who have you been kissing? And he's like, oh. And this is the point of the episode where we realize that Topanga crawls under some weird rock for these, like, eight episodes and literally has nothing, like, has he's been, no knowledge. He has kissed so many girls. He has kissed the entire seventh and eighth grade classes at this point. Yeah. Just, and he had, like, full-blown relationships with Wendy and TK. Mm-hmm. And Topanga's like, who have you been kissing, Corey? Like, everyone, Topanga, everybody. Everybody, Topanga. But she moved to New York or something for the weekend or whatever. I don't know where she was. She went to New York for Christmas and just didn't come back until Valentine's Day. Maybe. I guess that isn't that long. No. The last time we saw her was at Christmas. Was it? Mm Mm-hmm. We saw a blip of her. She was going to New York for Christmas. Was she really? Yes. I just said New York because it was in my head. Remember, Daddy's taking me to New York to uh, go shopping. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she's freaking out about who he kissed, and he's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe you'll find out. And then she runs out, and she's like, Corey Matthews, how dare you? I'm going to get to the bottom of this, and she storms out. So that's it for Corey. And now we go to the classroom, and we're in um, history class, sort of. We're in the history classroom, Mr. Feeney's room. Um what? Okay. But this is the point. I thought we went to the garage next. Nah, dude. I wrote it down. <laughs> Do tell uh, me more about this. This is the point where I wrote down, <gasps> Eric's the A-plot? <laughs> because this is the moment where I realized, wait a second. We just call- saw Corey for 45 seconds. We're seeing more Eric now. Eric is the A-plot of this episode. And this is the first time. That Corey was not the A-plot, and this is the first time that Eric was the A-plot. I wonder how many times it's going to be like that from now on. I wonder. It was a very interesting thing that they did. They wanted to shake it up. They wanted to try something new. They did a really good job of doing that. They did a very good job. It didn't seem forced. No, but Eric is, like, at least in these earlier episodes, Eric is a fascinating, well-built character. He is much more complex. You saying well-built because he's hot? Can we not? <laughs> um, he's much more complex than the usual like background brother, like yeah. cute dumb guy. Like he has a lot of layers that they have given him, and mm-hmm. because of that, they were able to just be like, okay, well, let's do an Eric episode. 
Yeah. Um, and at this point, it's Jason and um, Tori, and he's hitting on her, and she is not reciprocating. She's like, did you get that out of your system yet? Good. Okay. See you later. Bye. Yeah. It's obvious that she has dealt with this a lot yeah. in trying to tutor people, which that sucks for her. Like, she can't just do her job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Probably she's... part of the problem with being the hot tutor, right? Yeah. Probably. I wouldn't know. But... Um, Me either. You probably would, except that you didn't tutor anybody. Right. But you were hot. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so Eric walks in. Eric comes in. Well, like, Tori is dismissing Jason before Eric walks in. She's like, all right, I tutored you. Bye. Yeah. And then Eric walks in and just immediately, like, hearts are flying out of her eyeballs. And she's, like, infatuated with him from, like, the start. Yeah, I wrote down that she was into him before, like, she made it clear that she was into him mm-hmm. because it was just obvious that she was into him. Right. Um, she is just like, hmm, what do, what do you need help with? And, and like, Eric is ready to, like, double down and really get to work and study. He's, he's got to get at that. Serious. He's got to get at Europe. Yeah. So he... If someone told me that I needed to... Like, if someone came to me tomorrow and they were like, you need to pass this really, really difficult test, but if you pass it, if you get a B on this test, you're going to Europe this summer. I would study for, like, hours and hours until I had memorized the entire book. Even if you had a hot tutor? Are you my tutor? Yes. Well, then, Yes. You're just going to ignore my advances like that? Yes. I guess I'm not that hot of a You're tutor. very hot, but I'm also very good at ignoring you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. I'm sure you guys have noticed. Uh, so One day we're going to do like couples therapy on the podcast. Um, He's trying to study. And she's like, this is really uncomfortable in here. Like, we should take this to somewhere more comfortable. Yeah, because he says it's history. It's done. It's over with. And she says, uh, uh, we're not done. We're not over with. Let's go somewhere more comfortable or something like that. Yeah. Really weird and flirty. Yeah. Don't and he do was her just voice. Like, her voice, it would be a very uncomfortable voice for you to do. Yeah. So don't do it. Like, I wouldn't even feel comfortable doing her voice. And I have a girl voice, sort of-ish. Not really. I have a not girl voice, but... Her voice, her voice is good for her, but Maybe it would f- not be a thing that we could emulate. I think, class, before we can do couples therapy, we need to do Tanya therapy and discuss all of her self-loathing issues. That You be quiet. Anyway, go ahead. I love myself. Yeah. Lizzo's teaching me. I hope so. So, go ahead. Oh, uh, so then they go to Chubby's. No, now we go to Uncle Mike's. We go to the garage. Oh, well, then you talk about this. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Turner walks in. He's like, I'm looking for Uncle Mike. And this big, tall guy is just like, why? Who, who's asking for him? What's going on? And Mr. Turner goes, well, I told I'm, you know, I was, I was sent here by Sean. And he's like, what, are you wearing a wire? I need to pat you down to see if you're wearing a wire. And he's just like, yeah, I would prefer it if you did not do that. And like Sean comes out and he's like, hey, like, be nice. This is my teacher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he says... Um, I need you to treat him like family. Or no, 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 he doesn't. He says, treat him nice. And Uncle Mike goes, okay, I'm going to treat him like family. And, and Sean like, goes, no. no. So 
Uh, Uncle Mike looks at the bike. Uh, we don't see the bike. Yeah, because it's not a bike. It doesn't even exist. It's like the emperor's new clothes. But Mike opens the door, looks outside, and says, Wow, that's a really, really did a number on that thing. Um, I'm thinking, and Sean goes, Uncle Mike, about $300. That's not a lot. That's not a lot at all. And Mr. Turner thinks so either. He's like, oh, wow, okay. Mr. Turner thinks so either? Mr. Turner thinks so either. Get with the times. (laughs) Is this the new slang? Yes. Mr. Turner thinks so either. Yeah. Okay. God, pay attention. Oh, sorry, I... I've been learning to love myself. Lizzo did not teach me that way of speaking. Um, so Mr. Turner says, okay, well, you understand, like, given, given me a discount, I'm, I can't just give Sean better grades for it. Like, I still have to be fair. And he goes, Puh, Sean doesn't need the help. Shawnee is the scholar of our family. And Sean's just, like, standing there, like, smiling really proud. Like, I mean, he's obviously, like, the golden child. And Mr. Turner, like, cocks his head sideways like a puppy and goes, You know what? Somehow I don't think you're kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So that's done, right? Like, Yes, now you can talk about Chubbies. So they go to Chubbies, and Eric is still trying to study. He's like, all right, so, like, what are we working on? And they work a little bit, and then... He starts talking about going to Europe and she's just like, how bad do you want to go to Europe? And he's like, like really, really bad. And she's like, so then she starts talking, oh, she starts talking about like, so here's a question for you. If a girl likes a guy and um, that guy is like really cute and smart and funny. She definitely does or, not say smart. Oh, she doesn't. She doesn't think he's smart. No. That's right. She thinks he's dumb. Yes, she does. Uh, but she says like he's really cute and blah de blah de blah. And how does she turn it from a business transaction into like a personal transaction? And he goes, Hey, you're talking about me, aren't you? It was actually adorable. Uh-huh. Um and then she's like, see, you're smarter than you look. And then she leans in to kiss him? Yeah. Yeah. And, but then she starts talking about how she can help him get to Europe. She's mm-hmm. like, I've got your ticket to Europe right here. And then she like starts making out with yeah. him. And basically, she's like, I have the answers to the test. I can give them to you. And he's like, "Uh, that's cheating. I don't want to do that. You don't think I can do this? Like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So he takes the test. Well, what's yeah. in between? He yeah? does take the test. So he but, takes the test. Now, uh, Jason and, and Eric are talking about it and discussing how hard it was. And Eric's like, yeah, I didn't even like, well, Jason says, well, it was must- multiple choice. And Eric says, yeah, there were 11 choices for each answer. Right. And he's like, I didn't even fill out like half of my tests. And Jason was like, oh, my gosh. And he's like, I really should have taken those answers. Or maybe I should have taken those answers and J- when Tori offered them to me. And he was like, this is the end. He Jason says something like, this is the end of a story that I would really like to know the rest of. Mm-hmm. And Eric goes, I mean, she 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 offered them to me and, and I wouldn't take them. I wouldn't take the answers. I I wanted to to try to get the answers myself and figure it out. But she just, you know, she liked me too much and I don't know what to do. Um, so um, but oh, he, he says did not cheat on the test. Right. He says, 
she wanted something else. Oh, because because Jason says, "What did what did she want for the answers?" And Eric goes, mm, "She didn't want money. She wanted something else." Me. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jason. He's always like, "Oh, pretty girl. Oh, he's gonna like. She's gonna like Eric." Yeah, so Feeney walks in and he's like, uh, I was out of some morbid curiosity. I had to see how you guys did on this test. Mr. Marsden. Mr. Marsden, as Tanya yawns, you got a B. And he's all excited and then he says, And this is the moment that I realized that Jason Marsden is the first reality TV star because Jason Marsden is playing Jason Marsden. Yep. Go ahead. Oh, oh okay. That's I thought it. you had a whole bunch of stuff to say. No, I mean, he, his name is Jason Marsden, and he's playing Jason Marsden. He's just playing himself on TV. He just, like, shows up to set, and he's like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to just, like, hang out on set. Uh-huh. What if... Okay, good. You found something. <laughs> what if Jason Marsden thought that Boy Meets World was real life and thought that Eric Matthews was a real person who was his best friend. Like, Jason Marsden, as an actor, went off and did all of these other shows. Like, he was in Step by Step and he was in a whole bunch of other shows. What if he left the sets for those shows and just thought Boy Meets World set was home and these were actually his real people? Then... I bet he had a hard time because, like, people would leave at the end of the day. Well, then he would just be sleeping. Where? We've never seen his house. He in doesn't a, in his trailer. He... So he has a trailer, but he doesn't realize that he's an actor. He knows he's an actor. He knows that he's an actor and that he acts on all of these other shows. Does he not think he has a home? The trailer is his home. The trailer that's. At Universal Studios or whatever. That is where where he's sleeping. But like he like he thinks that he and all these people are just like hanging out and that's where he goes to school. So he's like going to school with his friend Eric. So Mr. Feeney brings in Eric's test and he says, Mr. Matthews, and Eric's like looking all downtrodden, and he says, Somehow you manage an A minus. You rep you better really thank Miss Hart. And Eric's like, oh, I'll talk to her. All the color drains from his face because he realized that she did something despicable. Despicable. And now he walks out to the hallway. He finds Tori and he's like, how did you even do that? I didn't fill in half the answers. And she just starts making out with him. No, she says, I know. Thank you so much. That made it so much easier for me. And then, then. Then, yes. So she starts like making out with him and he's like. You think I'm a bimbo. I'm not a bimbo. This is I'm, I'm just an object to you. And then he runs into the women's bathroom. Yes. The girls' room that actually was the boys' room a few weeks ago, yes. but whatever. And then he opens the door. He's like, why is you there know a what? couch in there? And you know what about that? What about that? Our church bathroom? Yes. Had a couch in it. And the boys would always want to go in there to sit on the couch because we had a couch in yeah. the ladies' bathroom. Also because they wanted to be in the girls' room. But, you know, whatever. Um, you know, when high school, you always like, you were like, ooh, the girls' bathroom. Yeah, I want to get in there. But Why? some great stuff Everybody's goes, just peeing I know. and pooping. In my adult brain. And throwing tampons in a trash can. In my adult brain. Yes, you're right. 
in my teenage brain and all of my teenage friends' brains. Ooh, just wish we could get in that girl's bathroom. Gross teenage brains. You know what's really crazy about that? What? Girls would also, they wouldn't be like, I want to get in the boy's bathroom. It would be like the triple dog dare. I triple dog dare you to step into the men's bathroom. And then we would step in, look around, and then come out and be like, ew. And that was at like 13 years old. Because, like, boys' bathrooms, there was nothing attractive about going into a men's bathroom at all. So, anyway, he walked in the girls' room, but I don't blame him. Like, he might be dumb, but um, if you're changing the bathroom, like, if it used to be a men's room and now it's a girls' room. Basically, this school gaslights everybody who goes there. Yeah, this is your locker. Not anymore, even though you lived in it for a week. Yeah. Uh, this is the bathroom. No, it's not. That's actually the girls' room, you dummy. <laughs> yeah, you um, are a bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> so now we go to Uncle Mike's, and uh, Mr. Turner has his bike, his his brand new, um, undamaged. Like He's just like, this thing is amazing. How did you even do this? And Mike goes... Look at the serial number. And Mr. Turner looks and he goes, it's scratched off. And he goes, you're welcome. Yeah. But then he gives him the bill. And the bill must be over $1,000 because he says the decimal point is in the wrong place. Yeah. So I was assuming it was over $3,000 because. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. And Sean comes out. Yes. And he gives him puppy dog eyes. He well, gives Uncle Mike puppy dog eyes. Because Mr. Turner is like, because he goes, is everything all right out here? And Mr. Turner goes, yeah, sure. Everything's great. Um, and Sean goes, is Uncle Mike doing right by you? And he goes, oh, he's doing me all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I laughed and I laughed. Um, so... Sean takes a look at the the bill and he goes, Uncle Mike. And he gives him like legitimate puppy dog eyes. And he goes, what? It's fair. And he said, labor for 1600 hours. And he goes, well, it felt like that. <laughs> and Sean. That's how I'm going to start billing things at work. And Sean gets in his face and he's like, well, I mean, from three feet below his face. But he's mm-hmm. like looking up and he's like, Mike, now. I, I told you that this was my teacher and you said you were going to take care of him and I need you to take care of him right now or I'm going to, I don't remember what he said. And he's he's basically like, or else. And Uncle Mike's like, are you threatening me? And he's like, yes, I am. And then he starts like hugging him. He's he like, goes, oh, I'm so proud of you. You are my brother's son. I only wish your mother was alive to see this. And Sean goes, she is. And he goes, oh, I should give her a call. <laughs> They were delightful together. They were delightful together, and Mr. Turner gets his bike for three hundred dollars. So yeah. all Which is right. Is a gross underpayment for like a complete redo of a motorcycle. Yeah, but Eric still has another test to take mm-hmm. to get his grade average up to a B. So he's studying. He's burning the midnight oil. Literally midnight, because Alan stumbles down the stairs. Not really stumbling. Like I think he's just sort of like he's got to get a snack. At bedtime. So he comes down and he opens the fridge and he pulls out like a sheet pan of cookies or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But he starts telling Eric how proud he is of him and like looking under the table for a girl. Yeah, he He's says, like, wait, you're studying? At midnight? At midnight? Where's the girl? And so it's like looking under the table and Eric's like, there is no girl. This midnight. There were never any girls. There were never any girls in all of history. And you know what they did when they did find a girl? They burned him at the stake idiots what's wrong with them 
Um, and it's important to remember that it is midnight because then uh, Alan goes upstairs because he goes, I got a girl waiting for me right now and goes upstairs. With his with his pan of cookies, which is just the most accurate representation of uh, parents. Okay. Um, so then Eric goes, I need help and walks over to the phone and calls Tori at midnight. At midnight where she's just like sitting in a window seat. What Looking did he through a magazine? What did he think was going to happen? You call a girl at midnight, you bimbo. Uh, well, if someone had called me at midnight, I would have been sleeping. <laughs> it would not have gone well. Would have been. But everybody knows like an after midnight call is like a, hey. It's a booty call. It is. It is a booty call. So anyway, it's not a booty you call. You never call me after midnight. Um, I mean, sometimes I'm like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Get sh- stop kicking me is what I say. <laughs> That's my booty call. Stop kicking me. Um, Do I kick you really? Sometimes. Oh. But anyway. I'm glad we could hash this out on our podcast. Or you've like draped half of your body over me and That's I'm like, I I'm love, trapped. I love you. Um, I'm just loving you. I don't. That's not what you're doing. Yes, it is. Sometimes, yes. I just like to be close to you. So, and smushing my face. Mm-hmm. So anyway. This is my favorite. You have a very smushy smushy face so I'm, I'm fat okay no so anyway he calls tori at midnight she picks up immediately and goes hey eric. hey eric and he's like how did you know it was me and she says calling at midnight the night before a test when you really want to go to europe i knew it was you and he's like okay well i really need help like i just can't get it and she starts reading off the answers she goes she one is, is an awful awful person she is trying to force him to cheat and not even just force him like she is pressuring him to cheat he's like no 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 no, no. what are you doing and she's mm-hmm. like oh come on like what the f- what 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 calm down why why would anybody be like Oh, you don't want to cheat? Well, you really should cheat. Like, I've seen please this. She says, cheat. I've like, seen this test. It's real hard. You're probably not going to get to Europe if you don't take these answers. Why did she want him to cheat so bad? Because she liked him. Um, That's... He's risk getting in trouble. You don't... She even says, like, to, like, ease him into it, she says, just write him down now. You don't have to do it. Just, you know, you can make a decision later. So she's, like, getting him to work towards that step so yeah she's like manipulating yeah. him to do something bad that's only for him which doesn't make sense because most of the time people manipulate people to do things for them well i mean it is i mean she wants to keep smooching on she him. is a puppet master and eric is a puppet yeah a bimbo puppet no he's not he's a lot smarter than he seems so it, it there's a quick cut of him in the classroom and he is reading off of his hand and writing the answers down on the test why did anybody ever think that wasn't obvious i don't know i in our school girls wore skirts so we had that to our advantage we could write answers on our legs and just sort of like scratch our leg and lift the skirt while we scratched our leg. And then like it just fell back down and like it was fine. But how did you? You probably didn't cheat. No, I just let my grades be bad. Oh. Because who cares? Anyway. Um, Mind you, I probably did that once. But like everybody, all of the girls always wrote down answers on their legs if you are a teacher in a private school where girls wear skirts and do not have to wear hosiery make sure 
they are not writing answers on their legs. I'm sure the teachers have never thought of that. Um, anyway, so in the living room, uh, Alan and Amy found out about Eric's test results and that he'd raised his entire letter grade to a B. They're very excited for him. They buy him a huge, like, backpacking backpack, mm -hmm. like the kind that you're going to wear if you're traversing the Alps. Ugh, I want to go so bad. I want a backpack like that. I want to traverse the Alps. One day you'll get to live out your college fantasies. Yeah. And uh, Eric is just like, I just, yeah, you're right. I, I love I love studying now so much that I got to get back to school and, and deal with that again. So bye. And just walks out. He's feeling a lot of guilt. Yeah. Because the next cut is to Feeney's office where he is. Um, Pouring out his heart, sort of. He's trying to like skirt around the subject sort of well he says hey you know how like it seemed too good to be seemed true. too good to be true and mr feeney goes was it and he goes okay good talk thanks and starts walking out <laughs> and feeney goes chair mr matthews mm -hmm. so uh eric is like okay yeah um I, I had the answers for the test. I wrote them down on my hand. I cheated. And he goes, and you only managed an A minus? I will say, though, it is it is unfair even f for him to do to himself. Like, he did not cheat on the first test. He made the correct decision. She did that. And I get that, like, it wasn't a fair grade for him. But he, like, to, he, integrity-wise, did the right thing. He still cheated. He did have to. He did tell on himself. And if he had just told the first time that he, right. his answers weren't on that test, then. But he also didn't want to tell on her, and that's this. That's how this plays out because Mr. Feeney asks him who he got the test results from, and Eric is like, "That doesn't matter, right?" And he goes, "Oh, it matters very much because I uh, get graded on how many children I turn in for cheating, and if I can turn in two at once, that's a two for one special." <laughs> And Eric goes, okay, well, it was a guy from your class last year. I bought the test results from him. So, um. And he's like, do you have a name? And he's like, no. Yeah. Um. And Mr. Feeney's like, why would you do this to yourself? Like, what is the deeper meaning for this? What's the deeper reason? And Eric is like, there's no deeper reason. I'm an idiot. I can't do better on these tests. This is what I am. And I just have to accept that. And so do you. And Mr. Feeney's like, no, you you can't accept that about yourself. Why would you ex accept that? You're much smarter than you give yourself credit for. Then you're much smarter than other people give you credit for. And in walks... Tori. Yes. And Mr. Feeney says... And she just sort of like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, am I interrupting anything? Like, nonchalantly leans against the door jam while Eric is like sweating in the chair... Like, she did not read the room when she came up. She did not. And Mr. Feeney says, go ahead and sit down. This kind of involves you as well. Well, at that point, Eric is about to leave. He's up. Mm -hmm. And Tori's like, uh, it does. And, like, they're both standing there. And, she, and Mr. Feeney says, like, Eric just told me that he didn't get the grades that he, that he didn't earn the grades that he got on these tests, that he did cheat. Um, and she immediately is like, did you tell that it was me? And 
like that plays out very badly of course well yeah she's she asked mr feeney like did he tell you that i gave him the answers and he goes no why would and eric starts like explaining and mr feeney starts saying well i was just telling he was telling me that and she goes how could you eric and eric goes i didn't and then she turns around like oh i just told him myself right um so mr feeney goes into a very important speech as he does about how like how could she do that to eric mm-hmm. like she was put in charge of helping him and um out of everybody like she should understand that looks well see this is where he says so um this is where it all hit me like he's explaining to her that or, or she's explaining to him that well i just didn't think he could get any better grades and he's like so you wrote him off and she goes well you know he's just he wouldn't be able to and he goes ah that's what i get i made a pretty girl my teacher's aid um you're just you know you're just a pretty face and nothing more and she's like and i also was like damn mr feeney right and she is like damn yeah that would cut really deep and then he explains because that's what everyone assumes from you right and you've spent your entire life trying to prove to people that you're very smart and not just a pretty face and you have done the same thing to mr matthews here right and she's just like, ah, I really, really screwed the pooch there, Mr. Fiend Dog. If she had said screw the pooch in her like soft, like, like husky voice, I would have died. Um, yeah. And she realizes her mistake in that she has done the same thing that has been done to her her entire life. And she goes, am I fired, Mr. Feeney? And he says, did you learn a lesson? And she's like, yeah, of course I did. And he says, then you're dismissed. But not fired. like Right. Not not fired not at all. Not fired. And so then Eric, so she leaves and Eric's like, why didn't you fire her? And he was like, I don't write people off. Mm-hmm. Like, and I hold people to a standard and I expect people to learn from their mistakes. Like, I'm going to do the same for you. Like. You are smarter than you think you are, and I'm not going to give up on you. And Eric's like, you're such a good teacher, Mr. Feeney. And then they're like, aww. He says, you're such a good teacher, Mr. Feeney. And Mr. Feeney says, good. I am looking forward to working with you over the summer. Well, when Eric comes into the office, originally he says... I need to talk to you about spending spending my summer here at summer school. And that's what gets them in the discussion about the cheating. Um, so, yeah. Yes, that is what happened before all the stuff we said. Yeah, well, because I forgot about that. I forgot about summer school until just now. And that is the end of the A plot. That's the end of the A plot. The okay. C plot is also over. Oh, yeah. No, well, B plot. I think the C plot is Corey. Really? C stands for Corey. We see him for two seconds. C, we see him. <laughs> so, yes, you're right. That's probably the C plot. So the yeah. B, B plot is over. Now we're going to close up the C plot in the in the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Corey's and laying in bed. He is laying in bed. And? And Topanga comes in. And? And she's like, uh, I know how you got mono. 
And he's like, oh, you found out who it was? You found out who she was? And she goes, she wasn't a she at all. It was, what was his Steve name? Nelson. Sneezed on you two weeks ago. In chemistry class. And he says, what? What are you going to say? She's making a face that she's going to say something. <laughs> she... She knows that Steve Nelson sneezed on Corey two weeks ago, but doesn't know that he's kissed the entirety <laughs> of their school. Yeah. I guess she went around the whole school asking, like, when who when did Corey get mono? And they were all like, oh, well, he was, pro- well, he was making out with this person, making out with this person, making out with this person. And she was like, how did he get mono? Tell me. <laughs> and Steve Nelson was like, I mean, I think I sneezed around him maybe, like. And I had mono last week. And Corey says... Wendy's like, I'm a lady. I don't kiss and tell. But everybody knows already. You don't even have to ask me. And TK's like, bitch, get out of my face. Also, I'm gone forever too. Who knows? They might resurface and be like, Corey, why why are you kissing Topanga? Who is this Topanga? You gave mono to all of us. (laughs) Um, And uh, he goes, you're right. Steve did kiss... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Steve no, no, did no, no. kiss me in chemistry no, 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 no. class. Steve did sneeze on me while I was making out with Jennifer Collins. And she's like, you pig! And he's like, oh, you know, you're just saying that because you, you like, like me. me. And she goes, what do you mean you like? How do you feel about me? And he's like, no, no, no. Like, you answer me first. How do you feel about me? Then I'll tell you how I feel about you. And she's like... Fine. I like you. Of course I like you. You know I like you. Now, how do you feel about me? And he goes, well, how do I feel about you? I feel... (laughs) Well, he tells her to come closer and closer so that her face is like right by his face. And then also like he has mono. So that was a bad idea. Yeah, you don't have to just kiss. You were close enough there. She got mono too. Do people still get mono? Yes. Mono is still very much a thing. Really? Yes. Hmm. I just, like, when we were teenagers and stuff, people you, talked about it all the time. Do you, Because it's scary when you're a teenager. Because you get it and you're sick for, like, a month. And some people, like, have to have sp- their spleens removed and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I and, just don't hear about it anymore now that we're 35. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Um, Sweet. 35-year-olds can't get mono? fuck if i know you don't remember getting the mono vaccine when you were 28 <laughs> i've never gotten a mono vaccine in my life when you get when you turn 28 you get a mono vaccine and then it's over forever <laughs> no it's just you get so old you stop kissing people i think <laughs> um so anyway topanka yells i hate you and runs out and that's the end of the episode yeah oh he looks up and he's like that's fun yeah or he thinks it's really fun to trick her like that yes he does so now, so this week, this week, Topanga likes Corey. She has announced it. Yes. She likes Corey. That is canon. We didn't know that before. She, we knew that before. Yeah, but now it is announced. Like I think it was announced before. No. She never said it? No. She just kissed him hard. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway. I guess you can you, not like someone and kiss them. How did you feel about this episode, Alden? I thought it was a very good episode. Um, I really, really like the way it swung around at the end um, because it, it turned in a way where normally like you would feel like um, you would be mad at the, the ugly kid for assuming the hot kid was dumb. Mm-hmm. 
or you would be mad at the hot kid for assuming that the ugly kid was you smart, know, <laughs> a nerd and and uncool. Um, but this was Mr. Feeney saying like, "You're an attractive girl, and you still did this to him. Why are you doing this to him? Why are you like this?" And it was just kind of a different take on it, where I don't, I don't, I don't remember many shows having that kind of message before. And I don't think I remember it happening since. Like, it's a different... I love it when things can make you think differently about a situation. Mm -hmm. Where it's an original thought. Where this very normal situation is come about in a a different manner. Right. And they do it here in such a great way. Um, I liked having Erica as the main plot. I liked the way it shook shook things up. Um, I, you know, the, the Sean and uncle Mike stuff was kind of dumb, but, but it was, endearing. yeah, it was yeah. endearing. Um, it was a look at Sean's family where we hear about all of his problems and he talks about his life in, in the slums. But it was a look at it from a non, like the, the issues that I have pointed out before, right. like those were not really there in this. It was a normal almost like it was a dis- like back and forth between an adoring uncle. Like this guy adored his nephew. In a dysfunctioning family. And it wasn't brought up from the same way that it's been brought mm-hmm. up in the past, which has been, you know, we have to do this because we're poor and we suck. Right. In this one, it was like, we're just kind of a, sometimes we can be bad people. Right. <laughs> Right. Which there are families like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I, it was a different way to approach it than the ways that have bothered you, I think. Right. I, I agree 100%. Um, I do have a point I want to make about this episode. Okay. I'm sorry. Yep. I I feel like you hate my points, but. No, not usually. So Eric is definitely down on himself for like what he thinks his level of intelligence is. And when he is talking to Mr. Feeney about it and he's saying to Mr. Feeney, like, I accept the fact that I am not good at school, that I'm not good at academics. Like, why can't everybody else accept that too? And Mr. Feeney's like, because you are like, this isn't who you are. I don't know why you think this is who you are. I, there are some people who could study all night the way that Eric had been studying and studying and studying. The first test, Eric studied for that test. He got tutoring. He worked hard and he could only fill out half of that test. Was it his best? Maybe not. But it was he it was still a product of hard work. There are people who struggle really 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 like so much with academics. And their best might be a D. And that's okay. Like, I I just kind of, I have a hard time. Like, I'm bad at math. I was always bad at math. I'm not a stupid person. Like, I have high intelligence. But I couldn't wrap my head around math. And I still can't. And now it's a joke. I'm 35. I don't use any of that math. Like, I use a calculator. Like, I don't need any of that stuff. But I knew as a teenager that, like, it wasn't going to get much better than a C with math. If I got a C, then I was passing and it was great for me. Like, 
sometimes you do have to accept that so that you are not loathing yourself for not being smart enough. Sure. And I I understand where you're where you're coming from. But we've also seen episode after episode after episode where Eric isn't trying intentionally and he is saying, I don't have to try. I'm hot. Like he's literally saying that. Right. But when he did try, when he did, like he still had trouble and maybe they, they need to address that at some point. For sure. And maybe they will. But I, I think if you are not trying for six months, then then you always are uh, immediately. What? <laughs> If, you, if you're not trying for six months and then suddenly start trying for two weeks, mm-hmm. that's not enough to catch you up. That's true. So he can still be frustrated that Eric has been throwing yeah. away because, you know, it's February. So September through February, Eric has completely disregarded school, disregarded everything. So now he's trying to learn months worth of, of history lessons. And can't pull it together in right. two weeks because he's disregarded it for so long. Like, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I understand that. I just, it was what Mr. Feeney was saying where he was just like, no, like if, if anyone works hard enough, no. they can do better. And that's what it came off as to me. And because it came off as that to me and I like, I didn't feel it. like, it's not like I felt offended by it. I just want to say that like sometimes your best is other people's not best and but like you can't hate yourself for not getting better i think you're, for- you're forgetting though that there was an earlier episode where mr feeney was talking to Corey about his grades and he said i expect better from you and Corey said i think it was sean maybe it was another kid in class but Corey said he got a d and you were happy about it and Mr. Feeney goes, that's because he tries it, tried his hardest mm-hmm. and got a D. And you didn't. You didn't put any effort in and you got a C. And that's unacceptable. Right. Because of that, I kind of expect the best out of Mr. Feeney. Yeah. Um, like he knows these people and he's speaking to them in particular. Right. Okay. Um, and maybe he doesn't expect Eric to get a B average all the time. He, I don't even think he's the one that says at any point you need to get a B no, average. No, it was his parents. Right. Um, but he's recognizing the fact that Eric could put more effort in. And based on what we've seen so far, Eric could definitely be putting more effort in. Yes. This is one episode. Mm-hmm. But there have been plenty of times. He says that he doesn't have to uh, go to college because of his pretty smile or whatever. Like he wants to right. be a weatherman. He doesn't need math. Right. I always look at those things, though, as jokes that are masking the fact that he feels inferior, like, intellectually. Okay. But, I mean, that's, like, I'm not arguing with you. I think that you're right about what Mr. Phoenix said and hearing you say that, like, I agree. But I think my struggle comes from, like, there there were things that, like, I would have loved to do better in schoolwork. I would have, I did study and I tried to figure it out and I couldn't and that sucked. Yeah, I agree. I, I was terrible. I took French and I failed it. I failed it miserably. I tried in French harder than I've tried in any class in the history of ever. And I failed it. Um, but then there are classes that I. That's crazy because Caden just did that last year and he tried so 
hard. He would like sit in bed with his laptop, like studying how to say things, yeah. like listening over and over and over again. I talked about that with him. It, mm-hmm. it was the exact same thing that I went through in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And I said, after that, I picked Spanish and I went through it fine. And then he said, cool, I'm going to take Latin. So whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is what it is. I tried. So um, I understand but I also understand that there were classes like I failed algebra one. I failed algebra one because I hated the teacher and halfway through the school year. And I was kind of a, I was kind of a smart ass. Kind of. This is going to shock you. I was kind of a smart ass. Uh, I was to her to an extent and I liked her, but I was still kind of a smart ass. And so I annoyed her. Um, Who was your algebra teacher? I didn't go to that school. Oh, okay. And she, halfway through the year, said, does anybody need help with understanding this question? And I raised my hand. And she said, in front of everyone, does anybody need help who's actually going to try to figure it out? And that stuck with you for the rest of your life. I put my pencil down and I said, I'm not going to do another problem for the rest of the year. And she said, yes, you will. I didn't do another problem for the rest of the year. And his parents did not kill him. They didn't really talk to her. I don't, it was... Your grades? I mean, my grade was bad. I had several bad grades, though. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I failed Algebra 1 miserably, and I didn't try. The next year, they accidentally put me in Algebra 2, and I just went with it, and I passed it with a B. So... I could have done way better in Algebra 1. I couldn't have done any better in French. I still failed French. I tried so hard in French. Mm-hmm. So. School is hard. This conversation is stressing me out. Why did I bring it up? Uh, you're way old. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You know, I have to watch my kids go through it. That sucks too. It's true. Like there are times where I'm looking, like I'm trying to be positive and encourage like Caden or Aubrey about something that they're struggling with because Aubrey will just sit and like break down and cry but here so this is my point like in just just in our family we have such a good example of this is where we have Caden who at times has to try very 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 hard to to muster up certain grades in certain Mm -hmm. classes in some classes in some classes he's doesn't have to try that hard Mm -hmm. but in some he does but there whereas Finley is is coming home getting C's because he's like, well, Caden got a C in that class, so I can too. But, yeah. But we know, like, he literally knows as much as the teacher does in that class. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't want to put in the effort, and we'll get upset with him. Yeah, and that's not like that's not us just being like, oh yeah, our kid's really smart. No, like he just knows things. He just naturally, he just knows things. But my point is, like, we have to handle that the same way, where we're like, we expect better from you. Mm-hmm. So that's, we're kind of coming at it. We're the Feeny in this situation. We, collectively. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really, like, it was a very good episode. Having Eric as the A-plot was so refreshing. Um, And that's, like, I love Corey, but Eric is a refreshing character. I, however, thought this was going to be another short episode. And it is is not. (laughs) Nope. Um, we went for over an hour. Yes, we did. So let's wrap it up. All um, right. Anything else you want to say to the people? No. Tell the class how you feel. I feel like you guys should follow us on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Where do they follow us? BMG and BMW. Uh-huh. 
Or are you making a face like you're about to cry? Oh, no, that's exhaustion. It's almost my bedtime. It's like it's six past, minutes until 10. It's past your bedtime. Last night you were snoring by now. <laughs> um, so, yes, follow us on Twitter. Go to our Facebook group. We don't have a lot of members over there. Jump on there. Have some fun. I have to approve you just so that we don't have any weird bots. So, like, don't let that throw you off like you have to apply or whatever but that's that, just that's normal that's just to make sure that if we someone's don't... joining our group they probably have joined other podcast groups and they know it's just it's a you're being very dismissive i'm so sorry just in case you don't know you can join our group i just have to hit accept i just want to make sure you're not going to get on there and tell us to check out your triple x rated pictures that are here for only seven dollars um, we don't have seven dollars yeah if you want to start like a patreon for us then we might have seven dollars gross we'll... <laughs> no no uh so thank you for joining us this has been boy meets girl meets boy meets world season two episode 18 yeah class dismissed